Hi there, this is Melody Thuston Cowan, and you are listening to A Word from the Tabernacle. My, 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 Bishop Thuston took it to another level with this message. He challenges us while reassuring us that God knows my test. I mean, everyone who is a child of God is going to be tested. It's, it's inevitable. And the test is not for God to find out our strengths. He already knows them. But the test is for us to find out our strengths and our weaknesses. But isn't it such a blessing to know that no matter the test, no matter the trial, no matter the circumstance, God will be with us and he will bring us out victorious. I pray that this word inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective in God's moving in your life. Thanks for joining. Now let's go in and listen to the word. Judges chapter three. Judges chapter three. Judges chapter three. Thank you, Holy Ghost, being my helper and my very best friend in heaven and earth. Judges chapter 3. Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 3. Judges chapter 3. I want to read this again now. These are the nations... I want, you to, I want you to receive this in your spirit. This is going to help you. Thank you, Deacon. Now, these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them. Even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. A lot of wars to get them into the promised land that many of them knew nothing about. But God left these nations to put Israel to the test. I want you to say that with me. You're going to take some notes today for these few minutes. God knows my test. Everyone who is a child of God is going to be tested. And the test is not for God to find out your strength, but the test is for you to find out your strength. And just like you need to know your strength, you also need to know your weakness. And I wanna stop right now. I see I'm not gonna preach this like I planned. Okay, all right, so how many of y'all have ever been tested? You probably did not know when you were tested sometimes what was going on. That's part of what goes on with the test. For these kinds of tests, often you don't know that's what it was until after it's over. So when you're in it, you think it's just an unfair boss. While you're in it, you just think that the bank made a mistake. Uh, when you going through, you just think it's just nature taking its course. When you're doing it, you just, you just think the teacher doesn't like you. Or it's some bad kids in this school. When you're doing it, you just think colored people ain't no people can mess over you like colored people. 
And it's just them being them with an end. And otherwise, you think it's the other folk. Listen, it's God testing you. You thought it was your ex-wife or your present husband. You thought it was just your marriage is gone stale. Come on out of here, Satan. You, you, you thought your parents just didn't understand you. You thought it's just a man acting like men and a woman acting like women. You thought you're just getting older. But God will use the episodes of your journey disguised as a test of your strength. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And he scourgeth every child that comes to him. And I won't go into that passage right now because I'd have to explain the language that begins with the B word. But the real children of God are going to be rebuked, are going to be tried, are going to be tested. But those that are not his legitimate children, those that are children and are a brother from another mother and another father, he said they don't need to be tested because they are not really his children. But as sure But as sure as you are a child of God, you are going to be tested. And the test, say, go ahead, Pastor. You see, you see, all right. Okay, Brother Jones. So the test is not to determine whether you're saved or not. It's not a test to determine whether you've been forgiven. It's not a test to determine whether your sins have been washed away. It is only for those who are saved. Those that are sinners don't get the test. It's only for the test is only for those that are in the house. And if you're in the house, just say, I'm in the house. I may have some weaknesses, but I'm in the house. Um, I, I may not always use the best uh, grammar but I'm in the house. Uh, I'm going to keep my private business private as best I can. But somebody in my house says, would you please pick up your dirty socks? I may forget to pick my sock. Get off of me, y'all. You got socks too. I may forget to pick my socks up sometime, but um, I'm in this house. Amen. Amen. My mother said, take your elbows off the table. This is not a horse's stable, and I know that you are able, for I give you what you need, because I'm really unable. You may forget to put your elbows. Y'all know what elbows are, aren't you? Tell your neighbor, take your elbows off the table. You may forget to take your elbows off the table, but at least you're at the table. You're in the house. Maybe you didn't make up your bed, but you got a bed, and you're in the house. You know you didn't pay all your bills on time, but you got it paid, didn't you? You're in the house, and every child of God, like these children of God, Jesus comes to test you, not to see whether you are saved, not to determine whether you've been converted, but to show you where your strengths are. 
and to show you where your weaknesses are. How many of y'all know you have some strength in your life? Raise your hand if you know you're not all bad. Raise your hand if you know you got some strengths. Well, you got to just say, I got something right. Put your hand down. How many of y'all know some of your weaknesses? I wish we could just take the next 15 minutes and let you tell us all your weaknesses. Now, I imagine we'd be quicker in getting your strengths uh, itemized than your weaknesses. Yeah, because it's personal. Yeah, and we are more proud and we are more uh, protective of our weaknesses than we are our strengths. But in the eyes of your father, he knows your weaknesses just as well as he knows your strengths. And he loves you for all of your strengths. And he is just as merciful towards you all of, in all of your weaknesses because he's able to look at you with your strengths and your weaknesses and as long as you're his child, he'll look beyond all of your faults and see your needs while he's working on you. Somebody say, don't forget that part. He's not going to leave you a mess. He's not going to leave you a wreck. He's not going to leave you undone. He's not going to leave you falling down and stumbling. He is able to keep you from falling and he's going to help your weaknesses be tested until they become your strengths. Say yes. Please let me finish reading this passage that the Lord left in Judges 3. He allowed these nations to test them. Even as many of Israel as had not known the wars of Canaan. But you're getting ready for your own war. You got those generations of the children of Israel that need to know teach them the war. See, the other people before you, they learned how to war. But you got to learn your own battle. And when you learn, God teaches you so that you will not only pass, but you'll come out with an A. Can y'all hear me? Uh, Dr. Thompson, there's some classes in grad school, if you get less than a B, you're out. It's not only pass, you've got a master. God not only wants you to be in a battle, but he's going to lead you so that you will be victorious. He's not testing you so you can stay defeated. Holy Ghost, come through here, please, Jesus. He's not, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not okay. You're not going to be in the same status after your test that you were before. Say, say that again. He's not doing this just because it's a routine. You're not going through this just because he's curious to see what makes you say ouch. He's not doing this to make a commercial or to use you as a test case. God is putting you through this so you can learn to be more victorious than you've ever been. You're going to pass with flying colors. You're not always going to be this angry. You're going to get your anger under control. Amen. You're not going to always be this confused. You're not always going to be this strange with your change. You're not always going to have this problem with your money. 
Your family's not always going to be on the brink of collapse. You don't always have to have sickness on top of sickness of the body and the mind. For God has not given unto us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. I want somebody to say, I'm passing this test. Say it again, I'm going to pass this test. So, they did not know of the wars in the wars of Canaan. But now verse 2 says, the generation of the children of Israel need to know to teach them war at the least such as before knew nothing thereof. And here are your problems. Each of your problems has a name. Each of your tests has a name. Every angel has a name. That's why we get the name Gabriel and Michael. We get, we get their name. Um, and every demon has a name. That's why Jesus asked the man that was full of him, what is your name? See, they all have their own identity because they have spiritual identities. And each of your enemies has a name and part of your victory is identifying the spirit that you're warring with. Say, say that again. As long as you are lost in the sauce, as long as you're just spinning around in confusion the enemy can keep spinning you and spinning you and spinning you you've got to call that thing out as a spirit of fear as a spirit of abandonment you got to call it out as a spirit of perversion as a spirit of selfishness as a spirit of lust you got to call it out as a spirit of witchcraft as a spirit of idolatry, as a spirit of gambling, as a spirit of greed, as a spirit of weakness, as a spirit of lying, as a spirit of deceit, because every spirit has a name. And discerning of spirits allows you to identify the spirit that is warring against your soul. Say yes. They don't like me. Get rid of that spirit. They gonna leave me anyway. Get rid of that spirit. I know you're talking about me. I don't even know who you are, man. I know y'all talk, but you just laughing. You laughing at me? They ain't laughing at you, man. That's a spirit of insecurity, which is a spirit of fear, which is a spirit of anti-faith. I don't care what you're talking about or what you laughed about. I'm happy with Jesus alone. <laughs> Say yes. The only time you get sleep is when you're reading your Bible. Come against that spirit. Every time Sunday comes, look like my car won't act right. Every time I try to come to church, look like something always go wrong. It's not something. That's an anti-worst demonic force. That's not a coincidence. My God. I asked my wonderful aunt that rests with the Lord, Sister Jane A., why you think that happened? After six husbands, you gone to number seven. 
and I just wanted to hear her explanation and she had a good one. It's just hard to find a good man. She wasn't all wrong. But there's also a spirit that comes to bring division. There's also a spirit that comes to wreck families. Some of them go from generation to generation. They can transfer from location to another location. And you've got to identify when a spirit comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Why don't y'all say, I'm going to call his name. We hear the ones that were warring against Israel. The Canaanites, verse 5. The Hittites, a different group. Amorites, there's another group, Perizzites, Hivites, and the last ones they had to conquer, the Jebusites. All of them, call the number. How many do we have here? Canaanites, that's one. Hittites, that's two. Amorites, that's three. Perizzites, that's four. Hivites, that's five. Jebusites, there's six. And if you come down a little further, you'll find number seven. Because they also had the spirit in verse 3 of the Zidonians. The Philistines had five lords and the Canaanites were those that were the natives of all the other tribes. So you had the Zidonians. Each one of those nations specifically had declared war on the people of Israel and God had a plan thank you Jesus I said God had a plan in verse 10 the Holy Ghost conquers every warring spirit I want you to stop and pray give me just about where am I now give me about, give me about 10 minutes because this is going to go deeper in cutting than I ever imagined you you need to become more familiar with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to sanctified people. I know most of you that are hearing this are already sanctified. But you need to have a closer familiarity with the Holy Ghost. I know most of you have already been down in the water once, twice, or more. But you need to have a greater intimacy with the Holy Ghost. I know you've been baptized. I know you've been filled. Many of y'all have spoken with other tongues, even as the Spirit gives utterance. But he sent me to remind you, that's wonderful. But you need to have a greater closeness with the Holy Ghost. I know most of y'all at church every time you can. Mm. Most of y'all bless your food before you eat. Most of y'all do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Most of y'all pay your tithes. I look at the list every month. Most of y'all give the Lord your tenth. Most of y'all will not hurt a flea except in self-defense. 
Most of y'all are not train robbers. Most of y'all don't blow up planes. Most of y'all do not try to assassinate the president even when Donald Trump was in office. I already know you good guys and good potato chips. But you still need, I don't mean a convenience. I don't mean an option. You need a greater experience currently with the Holy Ghost. Because if you, come on in Holy Ghost, if you are going to win this war, if you're going to be able to take on all of these tribes at one time, they're coming on together, the Jebusite and the Hittite and the Hivite, and you got to also take the Amorite. And on top of that, you got to take the Canaanite and the Zidonians and the lords, the five lords of the Philistines. If you're going to take all of these attacks at one time, the only way you're going to survive is a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Say yes. Only way you're going to have victory, you got to have a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. You see, you see, you see, what they had before worked then. But then the enemy only came one at a time. This is 2022. We're coming out of a pandemic. And the earth has not seen a pandemic like this in 100 years. There have been flus, there have been bugs, there have been viruses, there have been epidemics, but there's not been a pandemic like this since 1918. This is another war. Never had, never had 18 wheelers locking up Toronto and the chain of supply where they can't even unload the ships. This is another kind of war never had an ex-president try to take the country hostage and walk into our own capital to start another civil war this is another war you better wake up and see what's going on here never had intensive care units turning people away rescheduling surgeries because the doctors and nurses are booked to the brink all in the time of walk off of jobs and unemployment inflation and the Ukrainians logging up with friends to fight the Russians there has never been a war like this and that doesn't even begin to talk about the war against your soul you don't have to lose this you're outnumbered you don't have to lose this. They're ganging up on you. You don't have to lose this. You weren't trained in this kind of warfare. You don't have to lose this. This is bigger than smoking cigarettes and drinking slits. Going to the gambling store and going to the tutu bar. No, no, this is another kind of battle. This is another kind of war. And the only way you can expect to win this one is a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Say yes. Somebody say yes. And the same power that brought you through that battle then is coming against you now. 
Why do you think that man comes and gets on his knees every chance he gets? He's not doing to get your attention. He could care less what y'all think. That's a man that knows he's under attack. That's a man that knows his soul is on the line. That's a man that knows that his only way to win this battle is by the power of the Holy Ghost. Clap your hands and give God some praise. Peace out. Clap your hands and give God some praise. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah three more times. Let me finish this. I'm getting out here alive today by the gift of God. You, the rest you had in the past is not going to be enough rest for your future. Okay, you made it. Okay, you survived. Our church made it. Our city made it. The nation made it. At Black History Month, yeah, the colored people made it. But that rest of your past is not going to be enough for your future. And I want you to get that in your spirit that because you're at another place of spiritual engagement, you can be just as victorious for the rest of this season as you were when you first met Jesus. How many of y'all remember when you first met the Lord? You remember when you first tasted of this great gift? Did you know that was God? Wasn't that overwhelming? Wasn't that memorable? The same God is going to bring you through this as long as you get a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. God wants me to tell you that no matter what's going on around you. I hope you were blessed by the word from our leader, Bishop L. F. Thuston. Listen, please like, share, and subscribe to this channel. It is because of your support that this podcast is possible. And at BT, we are on the move. So to stay locked in to the latest updates, make sure to follow us on our social media channels and head to boontabernaclekojic.org for full details on our many ministries, including how to safely participate in our in-person and virtual services, our ongoing activities, giving options, and most importantly, prayer requests. We pray that this word met your need. And we ask that God strengthen and keep you until we meet again. God bless.